0: what is up lovebirds here we are it's another week another episode i'm jane and i'm jake and we are here to talk about date nights (laughs) we love date nights although with a three-year-old let's be honest they do not look the same as when they did before
1: it can get challenging it definitely can
0: when jake and i first met we were living in two different states so he lived in california I lived in New Mexico, and I was getting ready to move up to Logan to go to Utah State, and it just happened to be that we were moving over general conference weekend, and I was in Provo visiting my aunt, and Jake said, well, I'm going to be there visiting my siblings, and we're both going to go to conference, and by the way, I want to take you out on a date. And I was so nervous. You guys, this was, was it a month, two months after we got home for our mission?
1: Yep. Yep. It was, it was about a month and a half.
0: I was still so awkward. So awkward. (laughs) But the one thing. I didn't pick that up. (laughs) Good. Uh, I played it off well. So one thing that really stood out to me was he called me and I remember this distinctly. I don't know why. I was in my aunt's downstairs basement in my bedroom laying on my bed and you called and you're like hey i'm gonna come over tomorrow i'm picking you up i think it was like five or six i don't even remember the time and i'm not gonna tell you what we're gonna do but this is what you should wear and we're gonna have a really fun time
1: yep and i do have to give a shout out to my sister-in-law ashley that was her idea
0: good job Ashley because I was like dang homeboy knows what's going on like he like is even telling me what to wear like I didn't have to guess and I don't have to wear something like totally inappropriate for our activity and that was a really funny first date which we will definitely get into I'm sure at some point that was fun but I was really impressed that he had all the details laid out even up to me not having to wonder like should I wear a dress or should I wear jeans like (laughs) that it was all laid out for me
1: yeah we really enjoyed our dates and making our time special together when she said that we were in two different states um, that's how it was for a good little while
0: Just three months yeah
1: and then I moved to Utah but we lived two hours away so it was still that same kind of concept of long distance and we'd see each other on the weekends or fun little trips so we'd always make things very exciting and special when we were together
0: That's true. Yeah, a lot of people say that, oh, long distance relationships don't work. You know what? Did I? I really appreciate it because although people thought we were moving really fast, all we did was talk. Yeah. That's all we could do. Hours.
1: Hours and hours. We would talk. Hours on the phone.
0: (laughs) So long. Every single night. And Jake's right. When we were together, we made the most of it. We had a lot of fun. Um, And it was just really special because all we had was FaceTime. Yeah. Or our phone one of our other favorite dates probably collectively was when we went out to bear lake oh my gosh it was beautiful
1: jane lived in logan at the time and there is this lake that is on the border of utah and idaho and it is absolutely gorgeous the water is so blue the town is so pretty such a little mountain town I think it's
0: considered like the caribbean of the rockies or something like <laughs> yeah, that like it's, it's it's incredible
1: really nice and we rented some paddle boards and i just thought it was the most fun date that i'd ever been on honestly um and and we just really enjoyed ourselves really got out of our comfort zone and
0: i'd never done anything like that before yeah
1: not so much comfort zone for me i should say more for jane um i love doing things like that i love jumping on jet skis and going boating but yeah
0: so absolutely loved it now two of the things that as we were talking and planning for this podcast like why were they our favorites and what made them successful was that they were so planned out yeah and we love being spontaneous that's also really fun and not to say that you couldn't do either one of these things spontaneously yeah but you know to take a day trip to a location that's what 45 minutes an hour away
1: it was yeah
0: um you know we had to plan out our day and our time and do we have food? Are we going to get those amazing raspberry shakes? Like, Which we did. What are we going to do out there? You know, it just, it took a lot of planning and preparation.
1: Yeah. And, and we were able to do that. We were able to map out exactly what we wanted to do. And, and I think that was part of our relationship because we were so far apart. We really wanted to capitalize and, and make things so much more personal and so much more um, strategic of how we can better get to know each other and see each other in unique and different environments um, just to, to get a better feel of who the other person is while we were dating.
0: For sure. Um, and I feel like it gets harder when you're married because you're with each other all the time. But we've had some really awesome dates, too, yeah. as we've been married. Oh, yeah. Um, One that comes to mind is when we did... I don't know if anyone's ever heard of their moms doing, like, progressive dinner in Relief <laughs> Society. You know, where, like, you go to one house and you get, like, the appetizer and you go to the next house and you get the main meal... The next one, you get dessert or whatever. So we did that, but like modern, modern poor, college kid style. <laughs> and so we wrote our favorite restaurants down on pieces of paper. And we picked a name or a, a restaurant out of a hat or a bucket or whatever it was. And whichever restaurant that was, that was like the next thing on the list. Yep. So I think we went to McDonald's for french fries <laughs> as like an appetizer. Um, where did we get our main meal?
1: Oh, wasn't it at bluebird
0: no bluebird was dessert bluebird was dessert. obviously the main meal wasn't that memorable oh shocks! but it was so fun you know and other dates we've had that you don't have to spend money yeah when you to take a date yeah luckily in logan specifically before we had Peyton, it's just beautiful
1: yeah. guys
0: if you've never been to logan you have to that
1: valley it's, is gorgeous
0: it's incredible um uh, we would just go to first dam and have a picnic
1: yeah and yeah. it's right there next to Utah State. It's super close, especially to our apartment. It was like five minutes away. Mm-hmm. And we'd get paddle boards there from the university uh, for nothing. <laughs> right, they were so cheap. Yeah, It was, it was like 10 bucks or it, something. It was great. Um, and we'd also, with Utah State, we'd rent Aggie Blue Bikes. And we we got prepped and ready to, to do triathlons. We did triathlons together, um, Jade and I. did one
0: triathlon together.
1: It was it just was Lake Tahoe the one. only one we did? Just one. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. We don't have to go into that because mm-hmm. Jane will curse me for the things I did. Love but <laughs> someone left me in the
0: dust. Okay,
1: I said we didn't need to go there, but I guess we're going there. So it wasn't my fault. What we did was this triathlon, I did it all myself, and my sister, Jane, and her dad were, were a team. Triathlons are you run, you bike, and you swim my sister swam then Jane jumped on a bike and Jane's dad finished off uh with the run and I did all of them so the men started first and I'd like to say I did it pretty well um and my sister started 10-15 minutes later because that was just the next wave that when the women went so I was like I'm gonna wait forever for Jane in between um jumping into the transition and and jumping on my bike so I was like she'll be fine so I went Plowed through and rode on my bike, and I'm coming back as she's going out, and I see her coming up the hill, and I'm
0: like, "Go, Jane!" And she's like, "I hate you! You left me!" Tears streaming down my face.
1: (laughs) I didn't know she was crying. I thought it was just anger.
0: It was so hard. There's a lot of things Jake would do to sacrifice for me, but sacrificing his time in a triathlon obviously is not one of them.
1: (laughs) I honestly didn't think it'd be as big of a deal as it as it was, but but it still was so much fun. It was it was a great little trip and we were in a beautiful area we went and got an airbnb with our family and it was it was fun you know it was fun
0: thrilling (laughs) oh do you hear that pause
1: ladies and gentlemen my goodness Thrilling,
0: (gasps) but (sighs) there's so many fun things that um, we've done both dating and also married oh absolutely so i know you're all here to find out what the heck a financial date night is and not so much about our dating experiences.
1: But isn't it fun? (laughs) So
0: we have stories for days. Yes we do. But what is the difference between a date night and a financial date?
1: Really it's not that different except kind of making it a little bit different for preparation and some of the types of discussions that we have throughout the date.
0: A financial date night really the purpose of it is for you and your spouse to get on the same page with your money your goals and ding 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 you guessed it your priorities. Um, so if you missed that one from last week, ooh, two weeks ago, go check out um, Priorities and Pivots to know what the heck we're talking about there. But yeah. this is kind of your your one meeting um, or, you know, if you do it once a month or if you do it multiple times a month, there is no limit. You can do this weekly if you wanted to. Um, but this is your chance to talk about your finances and to do it in a setting that you know is going to be judgment-free. You know that, you know, exactly what's going to be discussed. So you're not bombarded with this surprise discussion. Yeah.
1: We like to make it super simple. So we do a lot of different kind of dates. We love Sonic. Jane's family (laughs) has always loved Sonic. And we'll go and get an ice cream cone. Peyton loves ice cream. Um, Or hot fudge sundae or whatever, whatever we feel like. We like the little holes in the wall. Um, Down in Old Town, there's this really good Um, Italian place so it's just making it personal how how you guys like to go out and and make sure the discussion is on what you want to accomplish
0: so we have four tips for you that are going to help transform just this normal date night into something that can be productive to talk about your finances and some of these are going to some of these financial date nights are going to take more preparation than others for example, if you are planning on reviewing your budget or your debt repayment strategy, that's going to take a little bit more effort to either have the budget done if one of you is the natural like nerd in the relationship. That's true. Or if you, know, you just have your spreadsheets available so you can both go through it together. Um, so some of them might be a little bit more preparation heavy than others. So tip number one is pick a specific date and time that's important and also make sure that there are ground rules
1: Um, we like using i statements and making sure it's about what i see and what i'm doing instead of you 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 because then that puts you in a a mode where you want to attack or you want to defend why you're doing those things it's not about defending what you do it's about getting on the same page and being able to move forward
0: one example of a ground rule could be no judgment all feelings are validated and accepted. So if I say, I really feel like I didn't have flexibility in my spending and I felt like I didn't have the freedom I wanted to spend on things that I either felt I needed or wanted. Yeah. You kind of have to sit with that. Yeah. Right? Like, these are my feelings. And my mom always told us growing up that no one can take away the way you feel about a certain situation. Now, the blame that you place on the other person is totally different, right? That's coming from your own view and your own lens, but you feel the way you feel and no one can take that away from you. Does it hurt? Does it suck? Is maybe that feeling uh, misguided or misinterpreted? Oh, it totally could be. And that's where we address that later on. But all feelings are validated and accepted. Yes. Another good, like simple one, no interrupting. Right? No one likes to be interrupted. And this especially happens if we're feeling attacked or if we're feeling like we're on the defense. Yeah. Offense. Is, what's the right term? <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're feeling um, defensive, then you're you're backing up. You're, you're trying to back up why you did the things you did.
0: You know, if we just let the other person fully express what they're talking about without interrupting, yeah. that itself can solve a lot of problems. And something that we have learned... Many different uh, avenues is that listening is far more important than talking.
1: Yeah, love being a listener. Love probing and just trying to to get where the the other person's perspective is. You just learn so much more. You you kind of know where you're at. Um, I I loved just just sitting and listening to people talk.
0: A lot of times in these situations, especially if you're starting to feel a little defensive, you start thinking about your response. And what you're going to say. Yeah. When if we just sat there and listened.
1: You'll know exactly what you need to say.
0: You're going to know what you need to say. And you might gain a new perspective or even a new appreciation for your spouse because you're starting to be more in tune with where they're coming from.
1: Absolutely. The next one is each person gets to fully express themselves. It is so frustrating when you're trying to make a point and you get cut off and it's like what you have to say really doesn't matter um i was in this situation this last week at work and someone got so mad when they got cut off and was like actually we need to stay on track and she's like i was trying to get there so sometimes it takes people a little bit to get out exactly what they need or what they're feeling give them time let them share how they want to
0: Mm -hmm. one of my other favorite ground rules is that you always end on a positive note yeah It could have been a really hard discussion that you were having, but if you always end with words of affirmation or gratitude for each other, it's fine, right? You know that the other person has your back. Yeah. You know that you're okay. One of women's greatest fears is that their relationship isn't okay. Hmm. And this actually comes from a research study that was released this last spring. I'll link it in the show notes. And... When we feel like we're insecure, like our relationship isn't okay, then nothing is okay. Mm, Scary. (laughs) You know, everything else gets shaky. But if we can end on a positive note where you say, honey, I'm really sorry this was hard or this was frustrating, but don't worry, it's going to be okay. I still love you. We're going to get through this. You are going to see a world of difference. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And
0: how you move forward with your spouse.
1: Be united, be strong, and make sure that you are building together.
0: Absolutely. So, moving on. This is tip number 2 out of our 4 tips. Make a list of what you want to talk about. Yeah. So often we get somewhere important and you're like, I know I had a question, <laughs> but I have no idea what it was.
1: Yeah. There's a wonderful thing on your phone, notes app that you can download that you can write things down throughout the day or when you're when you're knowing that whatever weekend or whatever day you're going to have this kind of date night or this this talk with your with your spouse make sure you're you're writing things down that you want to talk about
0: could be anything from your actual budget to savings goals to things you want to buy in the near future trust me I have a list <laughs> or things that you want in your distant future right those mid and long term goals that you might want to just talk about and dream and i think that's one thing that we often leave out when we talk about finances we just take care of what's happening right here, right now. But it's okay to dream. It's okay to be like, you know what? One day, I do want a big fancy house. Or one day, I do want to be able to go to this you know, vacation destination. Or I want to pay for our kids' college. That's okay. And you know what? Manifest it to the universe, honey. <laughs> Get it out there. Because when we only keep our dreams to ourselves, it doesn't do any good. Another thing that you can talk about is an experience that either bothered you, or an experience that made you proud, or an experience that was hard that maybe you got through or you're still getting through. When Jake and I were first married, we were starting to build our emergency fund, and I remember, I don't remember exactly what it was we wanted to buy, or if something broke, it wasn't so that something broke. I don't remember what it is that we wanted to buy. But I remember him saying, well, I know we don't have the money for it, but we have our emergency fund.
1: <laughs> Did I really?
0: And I was like, are you... Hold up. Emergency fund in its definition <laughs> is for an emergency, and this is not an emergency. And I was so frustrated because I felt like we had been working so hard to build this. And on like one like frivolous thing... We are going to like dip into our savings. It was
1: probably like battle boards. Yeah, but we were able to jump on and, and save and do it kind of the right way for us, how we want to do it. We were able to talk about it and really delve into where we want our money to go, where we want to be when we have kids and when we have different situations going on in our lives. And it really resonated that it was not something to blow your emergency fund on (laughs) yeah
0: had we not talked about this i would have held that inside i would have held some resentment for you just wanting to spend it and you probably would have been really frustrated with me for not wanting to spend money that we had sitting there you didn't understand the importance that this emergency fund had to me yes right and i didn't understand the importance of the purchase so having this open dialogue about an experience that bothered us was huge and you know what we don't even remember what it was now. No. And that's kind of the point, <laughs> is to take a roadblock, talk about it, get over it, and it doesn't even become a thing. Yep.
1: Um, another thing that we want to discuss is keeping your emotions in check. We've kind of said this a little bit during, but making sure that you use I statements and not you, and trying to not reflect or blame the other person for the things that they do. Um, and it can be really easy it can be very very easy to go in your bubble and say no I'm right I am going to defend myself to the death and I'm not giving up uh, when, I'm
0: really hard-headed I tend to want to do that yeah but you know what the more often I can say it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> The way easier things get.
1: And it's funny because I'm totally fine being wrong. I really don't care. So it's kind of a fun give and take. When Jane says she's wrong, I'm like, wait, did you really just say that? Okay, sweet. And it's not that she never says it. It's just it's funny to me when she does because I know how, how strong-willed she is.
0: I've a lot better. You
1: have. I'm proud of you. Um, but it is important because as we grow and understand that, like, just, just what I just said as we understand who is the person that's gonna be a stone or say i'm not budging and who's the person that's gonna give and give and give you you understand where kind of your relationship is and make sure it ebbs and flows and isn't one-sided and you can strengthen each other um, how how we're gonna be my dad (laughs) my dad said oh don't worry um, when, when I got married, Jane is going to give you a backbone because
0: <laughs> Jake didn't have one.
1: No, poor, I, poor thing. I just, I'm, I'm the kind of person that just, let's be good. Let's be happy. Let's be chill. That's my mom's personality. And I took it and ran with it. And trust me, I'd love to be like my dad. I'd love to be that get things done. I've got, I've got that a little bit, but I've got way more of my mom and me than my dad. I love you both.
0: <laughs> if you need some help. Building a backbone. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, Keeping your emotions in check really is a lot of mental work. And last week we talked with Melissa about changing your mindset and how that changes everything. And that really, really helps when you're trying to keep your emotions in check. Understanding yourself and where this is coming from and why you're feeling the way you're feeling and then what you can do about it. I'm not saying these financial date nights should always be like butterflies and roses and like fancy unicorns. It's not going to be that way. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've come to these. and I'm like, Jake, I really want to buy a new car. Oh my god. I want a new car so bad. No. And he says no every single time. <laughs> and it's for a good reason. I just can't right? do like, it.
1: I have no desire to get a new car.
0: Do we have the savings to buy a car outright? No. And that would go against a lot of what I teach. Yeah, um, don't worry. I won't let her could I take that personally and be really frustrated? Yeah. And have we had frustrated conversations? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. He went to Target with my friend and I the other week oh, and gosh. he saw how much I actually spent at Target. Um, she spent so much I don't money. think I'm going to Target for a while. Uh, you know, and, and this comes back to, let's talk about the experiences and why I did that. And did we have money for it? Yes. Should I have spent it? in that way probably not right like we need to be buying diapers and (laughs) car seats and way better things than like a new shower curtain we need we We do need a rocking chair right like so these are our conversations we can have and you can choose to take it really personally or we can change our mindset so hop on episode number three number three for help on changing your mindset The fourth and final tip that we have is make sure this is a two-way street. Yeah. This is a conversation. No one likes to be talked at. No one likes to be talked down to. And it's not a presentation, right? Like if you are the, the brains behind the budget, sure, you might lay out what you did where. But just because you created it doesn't mean it's the final say
1: yeah think of it as an eraser eraser is available and ready for you to cross out and say we should do this because jane is of course the one that throws it together and we discuss it and and make changes that that need to happen a lot of times there aren't very many changes because jane's so on top of it but we
0: when I think it, we've been married five years so yeah
1: we know what we obviously want. We, are we, know still, our goals. we
0: are still newlyweds compared to <laughs> some of you who are listening yeah you know but at this point we've kind of learned a, a little bit better of what's important and what Jake wants me to include in the budget yeah and what I want to have included in there so it gets easier definitely for sure but yeah this isn't a presentation yeah it's a conversation
1: absolutely and we have great conversations. We are open. We are ready for feedback. We are ready for—I can't think of a better word than rebuttal. But it is important to be able to to back up why you feel um, you want this, and for the other person to listen to it and and take it wholeheartedly as this is really what you want. Okay, let's either make this happen or let's change it to fit for what we both want.
0: So those are um, you know our four tips for you to help make this financial date night. Just more successful, more purposeful, more planned out. And we have one more tool for you, which I'm really, really excited about. And on our missions, we did every single week what's (laughs) called a companionship (laughs) inventory. Yes. I'm going to call this our strengths and improvements matrix, but...
1: This model is from our missions, 100%.
0: And when my trainer first presented this to me and said this is how I prefer to do companionship inventory. I had to sit in my chair and take a big self-reflection because it was about to all come out. And pretty much what this looks like. And you can modify it to make it work for you, but what we have provided for you on the blog is this matrix that has so has an individual reflection and a relationship reflection, so as a couple and you draw a line down the middle on one side it's strengths and on the other side it's improvements not weaknesses (laughs) although we all have weaknesses we're gonna call these improvements because every weakness can become a strength absolutely these are not always fun they're not always easy and there are many times where i just had to sit there and jake likes to use the phrase you sit with it yeah right again we're not like pointing fingers, we're not blaming, you just sit with it. Yeah. And there was one time on my mission, this was with my follow-up trainer, and um, if you're new to the podcast, I served my LDS mission in the Philippines. I did not know the language before I went there. <laughs> I did not know the culture before I went there. And in my first area after my two-transfer training, it was me and one other foreigner, Everyone else was native, and I still was struggling with the language and had no idea what people were saying. And we sat down in this companionship inventory, and I thought things were going fine, right? Like, yeah, I was struggling, but it was going fine. And my companion sat down and she said, sister, do you know what the other missionaries are saying about you? I'm like, homegirl, I don't know what you guys are saying. No, I don't.
1: That not a good setup either.
0: <laughs> what are they saying about me? And she said that All the missionaries were calling me Mayarte. So basically like the stuck up white girl. And that hurt so bad because I went into my mission. One of the best pieces of advice I got was don't be afraid to become Filipino. And so that's what I was trying to do. And I thought I was doing it well, but that is not what it was coming off like. Mm -hmm. And that hurt. Mm -hmm. And I just had to sit with it. And I had to make some changes, so it's not always easy. And this is where I'm, um, you know, using those I statements and um, changing the mindset and using all those tools together really comes into play. So it's okay. There are going to be some hard things that come out. Not always fun, not always easy, but it was a huge learning experience for me in what I could do better to reach the goal that I had set for myself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. For me, I served in the land of the long white cloud. So that is New Zealand um, in Auckland. And I also got sent to the beautiful Cook Islands um, partway through my mission and then went back to New Zealand. And I think of an experience with one of my companions. For me, a lot of the time, um, I would I would just hate companionship inventory. Um, and it was always a, you get older? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I'm good too. And, and it's so bad. Difference. It's so wrong to do that.
0: So the difference between sisters and elders. Oh yeah.
1: Like you don't want to delve into that if you don't have to. And a lot of the times it comes out eventually, but other times you're like, I just don't want to confront this. I want to see if I can work it out. Just being me doing my thing and, and seeing what I need to hold back on, which is wrong. Of course, as you go throughout your mission, you you really understand that it's a great blessing to be able to, understand your faults and look at your weaknesses and your companions and try to make them better to prepare yourself for hello marriage um but one encounter i had with one of my companions um, was not not too long after we were together he told me i just want to let you know um really love you you're great we're, we're working well together but your personality reminds me of someone I really, really don't like back home. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was so taken back by that. And he's like, I just don't want you to take offense to that. It's not you. It's just the personality um, that that is reminding me of, of someone from back home. And I had to really, as Jane said, sit with it and really reflect on making sure I don't take offense and of course I did and we went through our struggles but then found found a way back to to being united and, and working well together and and really having fun I really really love this elder it's interesting how you you come to to know each other and and really grow more through this companionship inventory or or how Jane's calling it the matrix um and it will be a, a fun experience really to to delve into opportunities of growth and opportunities of of being a little bit more open and ready to receive help and feedback um, as well humble. as <laughs> yeah, I'm humble humility is a thing it is a trait that is very needed in in life of course but in marriage especially
0: yeah throughout my mission i did several different versions of this sure. so with some companionships you did the strengths and improvements for yourself and your companion and your companionship. Oh
1: boy.
0: And in other instances, it was just a self-reflection and your companionship. Mm-hmm. And what I found was very interesting is if you were writing down the strengths and improvements for your companion and even your companionship. The things that you wrote down as improvements that really bug you that you think the other person is totally oblivious to and you're like, that's just a character flaw and you suck and I'm going to bring it up to you. (laughs) I I was never that bold or brash, by the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) would not surprise me.
0: But the things that you recognize, you think they have no idea are the same things that they wrote down for themselves. Yeah. This is huge, right? Like you are not there to tell them exactly what's wrong with them because chances are they already know this just opens up a door for conversation so that you're not blaming them anymore you're not holding resentment rather i recognize this as something that might be keeping us back from our full potential and so do you yeah so how do we work on this how do we create a plan and a path forward to improve ourselves our relationship and our finances together right you're doing this together as a couple There is no more me and I and I'm in this alone. Yeah. Whether it is a personal improvement that you need to work on or a couple's improvement, you're working on it together.
1: Really, in going into everything that you've shared, you win together, you lose together. It is a companionship. It is a team. It is a rah-rah, let's do this, let's get this done, or... We are not in a very good situation. And really, it is both of you coming together to get that end result that you're both after.
0: Making this consistent, (laughs) a few weeks ago, my sister got a text from her husband and she's like, hmm, does anyone else's husband text them I love you just out of the blue or do they always want something? (laughs) And, you know, it's those times where you know that if your spouse says, hey, we need to talk about the budget something's wrong. I don't know if anyone else has seen that meme. It's like if this lady laying on the floor and, um, the caption is, my husband says we need to talk about our budget when I'm done sweeping. And she's using a paintbrush to sweep the floor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't say I've seen that, but it's I like so it. so funny.
0: <laughs> and you know, in that relationship, she knows that the only reason they talk about their budget is for a bad reason. Yeah. And that's not cool. No. You should be able to celebrate these wins and celebrate the good things that you're doing because you're working towards amazing goals. Yes. And we either get to celebrate the progress or we get to pivot and redirect. Yep. Either way, we want you to be working on these skills um, and these financial date nights and using this matrix in every situation. Yes. So these aren't only associated with negative experiences.
1: You will see the growth, you will see the happiness in your relationship, in your bank account, in all aspects of your marriage as you do these things, because guess what? We're doing it, and we're pretty happy.
0: Yeah. So after you listen to this, we hope that you feel like you have the tools that you need to start this financial date night with your spouse. Talk to them. Tell them that you listen to this awesome podcast and you have this great idea to do a financial date night, right? Give them a heads up, set up that time, that date, write down the things you want to talk about, um, and let us know how it goes. It's not going to be perfect at first. That's fine. Uh, It might not always be dreamy and magical. It's a journey. But it could be. You never know. (laughs) Let us know. Um, Shoot me a message on Instagram. You can follow me at Miss Jane Larson. Or if you want to leave a comment on this podcast, please do so. We are so excited to see the things you guys are implementing and the way that it's changing your lives. And we want other people to be able to see that too. So the more you interact with us, if you can subscribe, rate, or leave a comment, that helps other people find these resources.
1: That's right. We appreciate you listening and hope you had fun with us this go around.
0: We'll see you next week.